them to his lapel. Rose inherited this trait, and her children remembered her wandering around the house with notes pinned to her dress. Later, she put together scrapbooks full of photographs and clippings. She was an inveterate writer, and always kept a notebook by her side to scribble down interesting ideas or quotations from books or plays. When her papers were released in 2007, there were 185,000 items stored in 253 boxes. Among those papers are Kick's letters and her own scrapbooks of cuttings, articles and photographs. Rose Fitzgerald had grown up in the world of politics. Honey Fitz became a state senator for the Democratic Party, spending his weeks in Washington and returning home to the country at weekends and for vacations. Despite the fact that he was so often away working, Rose was far closer to her father than to her mother, Josie. Honey Fitz loved people, so long as they were interesting, whereas Josie was shy and preferred to surround herself with family members. She was the disciplinarian. She spanked her children if they misbehaved. She was also deeply religious and instilled her piety into her children. As a fervent and devout Roman Catholic, she drilled the children in catechism. During the month of May, the month of the Blessed Virgin, she kept a shrine, and her children filled it with flowers and prayed every night. During Lent, the children would kneel in the dark and recite the rosary. Devoted wife Josie didn't know, or pretended not to know, that Honey Fitz had a string of affairs. Me for the pretty girls, brains or no brains, he told a Boston Post reporter. He would pick up any young, attractive girl, particularly blondes, and barely bothered to keep it a secret. Josie Fitzgerald did a great line in denial. She learnt to smile graciously, dress stylishly, and keep her feelings in check. This set a pattern for her daughter, who would repeat history when she made her own choice of a powerful but chronically unfaithful husband. Rose spent her life turning a blind eye, just as her mother had done. Trained well in the school of face-saving, she followed her mother in taking comfort from fashionable clothes and expensive jewels. As the daughter of devout Catholics, Rose was encouraged to date only Catholic boys. A mixed marriage was in her parents' eyes, unthinkable. In her memoirs, she describes Boston as having two societies, one of them almost entirely Protestant, mainly of English descent, and the other, Irish Catholic. She recalled that, between the two groups, feelings were, at best, suspicious, and in general, amounted to a state of chronic mutual antagonism. Protestant boys were a rarity at dances and social events, but even when a suitable Catholic boy caught her eye, her parents were unimpressed. His name was Joe Kennedy. Rose and Joe had met once as children when they were on vacation in Maine. Eight years later, they met in Boston, and what began as affectionate friendship turned to romantic love. Despite the opposition of her parents, who disliked Joe and thought him unworthy of their daughter, Rose continued to see him secretly. 
Joe Kennedy should have been ideal son-in-law material. He had attended the prestigious Boston Latin School, Fitzgerald's alma mater. He was a brilliant baseball player, president of the senior class, and a natural-born leader. He was a fabulous dancer. He didn't drink or smoke, and was a very good, polite Catholic. He was tall and handsome, with sandy-coloured hair, freckles and blue eyes. His best feature was a captivating smile. Rose said that when he smiled, he made everyone want to smile too. She recalled that he had a knack of getting along with people from all backgrounds. He could talk to anybody. Joe was the son of P.J. Kennedy, a successful businessman and politician. But Fitzgerald was possessive of Rose, and no one was good enough for his daughter. The irony was that...